Hello, my name is Brandon Doobie. And my name is Daniela Coop. And today we are going to be discussing high leverage practices. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking about five different HLPs. For those of you who may not know what high leverage practices are, or also known as HLPs, Brandon is going to explain a little bit more about them. HLPs are a set of practices that teachers, administrators, and other service providers can use in order to improve learning outcomes for students with disabilities. High leverage practices incorporate repeated, scaffolded, and effective opportunities for special education teachers to practice. There are 22 HLPs that every K-12 special education teacher or anyone who is working with students who have disabilities should master. There are also four components of HLPs, which are collaboration, assessment, social, emotional, and behavioral practices, and instruction. Now we are going to talk more in depth about a handful of HLPs that we thought were the most important. The first high leverage practice that we are going to be discussing today is HLP number three. Collaborate with families to support student learning and secure needed services. Teachers should collaborate with families about individual children's needs, goals, programs, and progress over time. This ensures that families are informed about their rights and special education process as their students go through the education system. It is important to note that this communication should be done both respectively and effectively. They also must consider students' background, socioeconomic status, language, and culture in order to better understand what works best for each individual student and their families. Not only should teachers provide families with student progress, but they should also advocate for tools and resources that will help students meet their goals. There are many ways teachers can effectively collaborate with students' families. One way is to send home weekly or even daily updates on students' progress educationally, socially, and behaviorally. Another way teachers can communicate with parents is having weekly or monthly meetings that can either be in person, over the phone, or even video conferencing. These strategies help families and educators communicate effectively in order to collaborate to support student learning and instructional needs. Now we're going to be talking about HLP number seven, which is establish a consistent, organized, and respectful learning environment. Teachers should be planful and deliberate in how they organize their classrooms in order to provide clear directions, procedures, and expectations. By doing this, they increase the likelihood of academic and behavioral success and opportunities for engagement and effective teaching. Classrooms that are consistent and organized do four things. These include build strong and mutually respective relationships, engage students in classroom rules, show all students respect at all times, and lastly, value ethnicities and cultural diversity. There are a few ways that teachers can establish a respectful learning environment. One of these being establishing clear rules and expectations that should explicitly define and demonstrate to all students. In fact, modeling and practicing these procedures can also help students understand their expectations and maintain consistency in the classroom. You're absolutely right. Teachers 
may want to practice with their students how they line up after recess, how they are expected to walk through the halls, and even procedures of being dismissed to their desk. Another way would be to find alternative ways to fixing students' behavior other than punishing them. A lot of times, teachers react quickly and punish students for misbehavior, but these are opportunities that can be taken to reteach behavioral and learning expectations. It is important that teachers and other educators maintain positive and consistent learning environments that promote respect in order for students to benefit from their learning experience. The next HLP we are going to discuss is HLP 12, Systematically Design Instruction Towards Specific Learning Goals. Teachers should sequence lessons that build on each other and make connections explicit in both planning and delivery. They activate students' prior knowledge and show how each lesson fits with previous ones. Planning involves careful consideration of learning goals, what is involved in reaching the goals, and allocating time accordingly. There are three components to this HLP. The first one is set clear, specific, challenging, and measurable learning goals. In this component, teachers should explicitly explain goals, whether it be for individuals, groups, or the whole class. They should also be clear about what steps students should complete to achieve these goals successfully. The next component is organize sequence lessons logically to target broad learning goals. Less complex knowledge and skills should be taught before more complex concepts and should be explicitly stated where they fit into the sequence. Goals can be broken down into smaller increments, but should also relate to one another. The last component of this HLP, of HLP 12 is support students in organizing new knowledge by providing scaffolds. Teachers should use manipulatives and tools to organize information and explicitly teach how students should use these tools. It is also important that these tools are individualized for their IEP. In the classroom, teachers can begin lessons by clearly stating their goals for the lesson and explicitly state how they will reach these goals. This can be done by providing the learning objective on the board for the whole class and even meeting with students individually to discuss their own goals. Now let's go ahead and get into our next high leverage practice. Now we're going to discuss HLP number 15, which is provide scaffolded supports. Scaffolded supports provide temporary assistance to students so they can successfully complete tasks that they cannot yet do independently and with a high rate of success. Teachers should select powerful, visual, verbal, and written supports in order to attend to all students' needs. And they should carefully collaborate the supports to the students' performance and understanding in relation to the learning task. Scaffolded supports should be used flexibly in order to evaluate their effectiveness and should be gradually removed once the student no longer needs them. Some of these supports can be planned before lessons, while others can be provided during instruction. Some examples of how teachers can provide scaffolded supports in the classroom are giving students manipulatives to help them count and solve a math problem. With these manipulatives, they can count them, organize them into groups, and use them physically to perform their work. Students oftentimes need hands-on materials to better their solving processes, and teachers can use little blocks or cubes or even small plastic bears to help them. 
Another way scaffold supports can be used in the classroom is by reviewing vocabulary before reading a text. This allows students to become familiar with and understand the meanings of words that will appear later on in the lesson. Now Daniela is going to introduce us to our last high leverage practice. But teachers must find what works best for them and their students. The last HLP we are going to be discussing today is HLP number 19, Use Assistive and Instructional Technologies. Teachers should select and implement assistive and instructional technologies to support the needs of students with disabilities. They should select and use augmentative and alternative communication devices and assistive and instructional technology products to promote student learning and independence. Teachers evaluate new technology options based on students' needs and make instructional decisions based on evidence and individualized IEP goals. The Universal Design for Learning, or UDL, framework should be used to select, design, implement, and evaluate student outcomes. Especially with the advancements we have in technology now, teachers should really implement these resources into their classrooms and use them as assistive devices. Smartboards can be used in classes to help students with disabilities communicate and also provide opportunities for active participation. iPads and iPods can be used for audiobooks so that students who may not be able to read or have difficulty uh, reading and comprehending can listen to stories and books. There's an endless amount of ways technology can be used as assistive and instructional support for students with disabilities. Well, that wraps up today's talk on high leverage practices for special education. We hope that this has helped you gain a better understanding of what HLPs are and how they can be used in the classroom. Thank you all for listening and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.